Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers. Travis, Mason Park, Paula McDonald, Matthew Kate, Hannah Gist, Daniel, Nut Draws, and Orchitect. You are the cheese-stuffed crust to our pizza. Everyone, the Patreon helps keep the podcast alive and allows you access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, monthly giveaways, an exclusive book club, written reviews, and your very own Discord channel and role. Please click on the link in the description for this episode to show your support. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, according to television and film developer Mike Flanagan, the Dark Tower series is still very much a top priority and will continue to develop once the WGA and SAG strike is over. On a recent episode of Fangoria's The King Cast, Flanagan provided the following update. Quote, I feel really good about where we are. Oddly, where we are at the moment is completely frozen because of the strike, but we had a wonderful spring with it and we're making enormous progress on it. And I have every reason to believe that on the other side of the strike, it's going to be priority number one. We're in a healthy place. We are, of course, in solidarity with the WGA and SAG. And once those immediate needs are taken care of and everyone's back to work, I think that's when we're going to immediately deploy. But it's going very well. Ah, the sigh of relief <laughs> that I sighed. I mean, because I am very much 100% on board with SAG, the WGA. Uh, Chad and I even are trying our very best not to promote any struck companies or any features from struck companies or anything on the podcast right now in solidarity with everyone that's striking. The Dark Tower just being given a nod in whatever way Mike Flanagan can. Because I was worried about it. Because I feel like, yeah. and, and like I said, one of those things like, they might tease you with forever. Like, and strike if you're not getting the money like strike obviously yeah, get it, yours. Makes, it makes a lot of sense i I've, I've read up on it it all makes a lot of sense but i still as a fan was like what about the dark tower like, <laughs> <laughs> you just said you were gonna make it no this is terrible this is this is cool news i'm, I'm stoked about it he had a good marketer behind him telling him what to say for sure because like he was definitely being like we are sucking on a progress popsicle right now and it tastes so good and you're like what does that even mean like i don't even know it's like yeah no we like totally can't do anything because of this drag but we are super happy with our on trackness and our progress it's like you just said you weren't getting any we're completely like, you know, frozen i guess getting closer to the point that they're unfrozen is progress right well and it's just good to know that it's still a priority once that's all figured out you know yeah. um it's just the dark tower I'm cool with it even being like a six out of 10 TV show. I don't care. I just like it could be I, really awesome. I think, no, I think it will be really awesome. I'm just like, I'm such a gigantic fan of the series. Mike Flanagan, I've, I, I know that he's worked on some really great Stephen King related stuff. I think he'll do it well. I don't think it's going to reach like, how do I put this? I, I don't think it's going to translate super exactly like the, like the books to the screen no Friends, but it could in be my done head, very it's like a certain yeah i think it'll be done well but in, in my Hopefully. head it's like perfect you know You're right. i've read it twice like everything that i've seen mentally it's gonna look weird at certain parts i think yeah i hope they try to go like artistic not like weird because it would be easy to make it like a weird like rub you the wrong way sort of like weird light angle fucking uh, weird light angle know. films yeah. but i hope they veer and kind of lean more heavily towards just like cool lighting and like contrasting colors or whatever as opposed to just like wackadoo you know i hope they stick with some of the minutiae of that series because it's really yeah. important you know i mean i hope that they don't just they glance off the high points yeah because if you just kind of you know there's a movie that they made which is garbage and i have never seen it because you told me not to i think we should watch it just so we could talk about it but i also don't want to i don't want you to waste two hours of your life but yeah but movie. i already have the dark tower figured out in my brain not figured out but it's an idea already in my brain so i don't think it can be corrupted at this point by the movie i don't know the movie's pretty bad man <laughs> Is it really? it's it's pretty bad like it didn't ruin the dark tower for me it's just i was just incensed about it and i you know me mm. i hardly get incensed yeah it's one book that does all it's one movie that does all the books right 
Not even really. Like it, it, it's so because I mean, like it just seems like the arrogance to be like, no, we got this one movie. Like what? You can't. <laughs> I think that the the way that it was discussed, and you know, it was kind of that same answer that like Brandon Sanderson gave for like the Wheel of Time show being the mm-hmm. way that it is. It's like it's just another turning of the Wheel of Time. This is just another turning of the Wheel of Ka. You know, it's it's like right. it's, it's it's similar, but it's not the same. Just like all of the things in the Dark Tower. It's <laughs> right. like no, you just guys made like a every time thing. the wheel goes around. Again, <laughs> I will say though, while we're talking about the Wheel of Time, um, the new pictures and like uh, trailer and stuff for the Wheel of Time is cool, like it looks pretty awesome. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, like it looks like they upped the production budget. I mean, obviously, I say this every time we talk about anything even remotely resembling something cool that looks like it's gonna be cool coming out soon with trailers and stills from the production of course it's gonna look cool like of course it's gonna they can make anything like the trailer <laughs> yeah. for rings of power is amazing that it looks so awesome oh they just showed all the cool moments literally the only <laughs> cool ones but yeah i don't know uh, new wheel of time looks pretty i'm probably gonna watch watch oh, it all like i'm definitely know. gonna watch it for sure even if it was like the same level of goodness it wasn't a bad show it just like wasn't a particularly no. good show but if they work really hard to make it really pretty then like at least there's that you know like that stands that's a that's a pretty strong pillar to stand upon like I, it can take you a long way just really good just pretty looking if the dark tower is better than season two of the witcher i'll be happy okay that's, that's yeah, how that's i'm fair. gonna put that that's, yeah, that's how I'm have that. you seen any of season three of no the witcher? i haven't heard it's really bad so really oh darn i've been have you not uh, watched it either yeah. holding off no i haven't watched it I don't know. but they have this like awesome scene maybe it just strikes my heartstrings because it's on a boat but uh <laughs> like the trailer for is they're like fighting this like sluggish slime uh creature on a boat it looks awesome yeah but i mean it's the, it's I the went rest back, of it good <laughs> dude, just like three or four days ago i went back and watched the first fight scene of that show Ooh, in season one yeah it's yeah. so good they hired like yeah. a different um they hired a different choreographer thank you choreographer yeah. for that fight scene than like any of the rest of the show that's why it's so money and just like Very perfect good. and oh Man, that man can swing a sword. I like that first sure. season a lot. The first season of The Witcher is very solid. It's a super yeah. good show. Like it's it, and it, season two is pretty cool. I think it goes off the rails just like a tiny bit. Yeah, like it, it it's just not really about Geralt anymore. Uh, yeah, like, and like I don't really know what the story is. Yeah, and I don't mind the other stuff with um Triss. No, the girl is um. Oh my god, I'm spacing so hard oh, on man. this. It's like a name Triss that's is very a character in the in the show it's very similar <laughs> to like a name that's in our society but it's like off by oh my god uh, it's off the t- it's on the tip of my tongue this is this is bugging me so much that i can't remember her name it starts with like a y <laughs> is it igrid y- yes no, it's you 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 through there's so many people yelling into their speakers <laughs> right now everybody this episode came to us yennefer sorry yennefer. Okay, it's, there it's we go yennefer. i told you it was the name like Ooh, jennifer but off damn. by a letter it's ridiculous Sorry, that episode came to a screeching halt for yeah, a second. Yeah, wow. Really we weren't going to be able to get over that. <laughs> I figured uh, out. Thank you for cracking that code. <laughs> tell me about your week. What did you, you do? I feel like I've just been reading a lot of big things, which is nice, though I can get a little bit lost in the storylines. Fortunately, most things are different enough. Though I'm getting a little bit of crossover between Faithful and the Fallen and Dragon Republic. Just a little bit of like battle mm-hmm. crossover, because yeah. both of those battles, you are correct, are wonderful i'm really enjoying just like there's a lot of battles in my life right now it's (laughs) super super great and not only that but like good battles you know it's not like one-on-one battles which are great i enjoy me a good one-on-one battle like ari salvatore one of the best like you know skittering around like but you'll notice ari salvatore even he's not very good at writing large-scale warfare and no i think he knows this weakness and so you'll see when he writes he like has like you'll follow a little group that meets off in a little like cave offshoot so it becomes one-on-one again so he just kind of like focuses on his strengths um but man i'm reading a bunch of really good large-scale battle riders in dragon republic and in the faithful and the fallen series so i'm super enjoying the battles (laughs) oh yeah i'm a little ways into iron gold how far are you into that i kind of forgot about it for a few days and i was like oh no i need to read more (laughs) I'm like 25 pages into it. Perfect. I need to keep reading. Yeah, I haven't really cracked into it yet. Um, it's just, it feels different already. It does. It does. The like first feels, three were I, I shouldn't judge up. it. Yeah, I shouldn't judge it at all. Like, I don't think it's bad by any means. I'm only like, you know, a couple dozen pages into it. But 
there's something about it that just feels a little bit like you get to a point where your story where you're like it's been wrung out too many times like butter over too much bread yeah like i'm really hoping this doesn't start reading like fan fiction i don't know i'm not trying to like put it down but it's a bold move taking such an epic story that's so buttoned up and finished and loved by so many and then reopening it up and being like where do we go from here and the first one was yeah, so yeah. epic like how can he top that we'll see i mean i've heard uh I've, so okay so i've heard that iron gold is it limps along like it's not the the best of the series but i've heard dark age is really good and apparently lightbringer is awesome people are really stoked about lightbringer so um yeah i mean it's just i think i just need to sit with it and you know, read like a couple hundred pages in like a day and like really get into it. Yeah, he's like a Dan Brown sort of author where you just like get going and then it's like you get this momentum and you're just like, yeah, Yeah, it's like, yeah, it is kind of wild. Like, yeah, once you kind of, if you read a hundred pages of Red Rising, you're going to keep reading. Yeah, the end is in there now. Yeah, you're in there now. Yep, definitely. Just finished the Sword Defiant as well the other day, which was great. It turned out to be a nice grim dark story. I'm intrigued for the next ones, though. I was like, I didn't really think about it because I was so excited to be doing my old like Barnes and Noble trip, just grabbing something cool and having a coffee and just drinking and reading and didn't really like pay any attention to whether or not there was a second or third one even at all or whether or not they were out yet. So I'm in a waiting, a holding period. <laughs> yeah, you're going to wait two years for the next one. Yeah, it's pretty beefy years. too. So it'll probably take them a while, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. There's something kind of fun about waiting for the next book. Yeah, finally getting it when it comes out. It's funny. Hopefully I don't repeat my situation because I read the first one of another one of his series a couple years ago and the other ones weren't out then. And then I stopped and I have never (laughs) gone back to it. Oh, my God. (laughs) And in fact, like when I would put it in my bookshelf, I was like, oh, I've read this guy's stuff before. I have his books. It was awesome. So that's it on what I've been reading. Uh, Dude, I have to give you the biggest of all props for Dragon Prince recommendation. Oh, you watched Dragon Prince. I've been, nice. I finished it. Yeah. I got through all the oh, seasons. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> I haven't so even finished good. It. <laughs> Man, you really burned through that. <laughs> I would just be like graphic designing, and yeah, then I would just like have it up on one side, and it would just be like keeping me entertained. It is definitely, because you said the most intelligent thing, and I've thought about it so many times. You said that this is a show for adults, but like made for children, whereas Legend of Korra yeah. or... um. Well, I think it was the quote was I, I and I didn't really come up with this. I think I read this on Reddit or something. Oh, okay. Some, somebody had said uh, that Avatar is a kids show for adults. Yes. And Dragon Prince is an adult show for, for kids. kids. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's said so much more elo- eloquently, but it's so true because it's like really kiddish. But then like the humor is very sophisticated and yeah. the I feel like there's play. There's like this tension that's makes for hilarious situations between the writers and the animators. And I feel like sometimes they like fight with each other to make it. So the other ones, like their work doesn't make sense so much or like just is kind of incongruent. And it makes for this like hilarious, like weirdness built into the show. It's hard to describe, but it's really funny. No, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it does get very dark and serious. sometimes. Yeah, but it gets really dark. Yeah, it's a deep show for sure. It's really deep. It's like mm-hmm. there's like real pain and real suffering and like serious situations that the characters are trying to work themselves out. And also like a lightheartedness and a hope kind of like woven throughout the heart of the whole show that's like really like uplifting and kind of cheerful and like like even the bad group they're still like joking you know yeah and they're complicated too they're very complicated there's things yeah there's things going on with them yeah Yeah. it's it's like a yeah for anyone listening that hasn't watched dragon prince and i mean if you haven't watched avatar the last airbender you should probably watch that you know like everybody should watch yeah but though i'm i'm enjoying the episode for episode of this more oh more than avatar yeah it's just it it's so much more sophisticated yeah, I mean, I th- I think I mean I haven't finished the Dragon Prince. Like, I think I liked Avatar more. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing, or maybe it's just like I watched it first, and I, f- I feel like the world building is better in in Avatar, and like the consequences of the world building are a lot more clear and heavier. And then with Dragon Prince, I I feel like it's more, I don't know, there's just like more going on. Totally, you know, Avatar is well like rooted simple. in your brain as far as like the canon of things i totally get that like maybe yeah the last airbender holds like a much larger place in my heart you know well like no character in the dragon prince is even close to like uncle iroh 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's a, there's just stuff like I don't know. But did, did you notice that the the main character in Dragon Prince is the same voice actor as the uh, Sokka in Avatar? No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, oh man, there's so many C names. Corbin Dude, or Camblin or whatever his name is, Cormac or Caden or <laughs> I don't even remember anyone's names anymore. Like, the, so many fantasy names. <laughs> the character of Rayla. She is one of yeah, my favorite yeah. characters, I think, animated. That I she's awesome, just really awesome. There's a lot of depth to her too, and she has this like this cheerful attitude that, like, even when the Callum. worst. Sorry, Callum. <laughs> no, you're. <good. laughs> oh my god, that was bugging me. Go ahead. Sorry. No, Sorry. no, you're right. Uh, and Callum, yeah, you're right. It's uh, somehow I got Rayla, but she's just a really, really good character. And there's yeah. <laughs> there's scenes that. She's so good that they're like making fun of it, kind of like Callum will need to talk to her. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to her. But he comes up to her in like the dead of night when she's like sleeping and she arises from like knowing that there's tension between them. She arises from like deep sleep to like, yeah, yeah, totally. Whatever you need. I'm here for you. Like, it's okay. Say whatever (laughs) you need. She's so encouraging and like uplifting and ends up solving the problem. And she just uh, she's a very, very good character. And like, it's easy to resonate with her, but they do kind of make fun of the fact as well. Like I said, it's very. It's very clever. It's a lot cleverer than I originally thought that it would be. Um, and I think it gets better in the later seasons for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm up <laughs> into like the end of season three and it's definitely like, like the first season is good, but it's, it's a little more kiddish. I feel like it's still, it's trying to like find its exact tone, you know, and then it really finds it in season two and then much more as the seasons go for sure. It made me laugh harder than there's only been one other show that I can think of in like my un, all of watching television like moment it, like the second funniest scene that i've ever oh, wow it was so funny man i rewound it like 10 times and i was literally crying like tears coming down and then oh uh, <laughs> it was beautifully played like the show really finds its it's hard that i know that i even say like if it takes two seasons to get a hold of you then i'm out but like man this show really I mean, the first really first is good it is good it's, it's worth very watching good. yeah yeah but it's, it's not that much better as good you know Rayla is a really cool character. I like her a lot. Uh, her Scottish accent is almost weird. impossible to determine. It's not, I mean, it's not weird. For elves, it's just though? like, your elves are coming uh, out yeah, like I, this, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I think it's cool that they didn't just relegate the Scottish accent to dwarves. Always like they forever. Always They're stuck do, with it. You know, I think it's cool that they kind of subverted that. But I had to have subtitles on because, like, it's such a thick Scottish accent. Oh, it's like, very it's thick. so thick. And uh, I've never. I don't think I've ever watched an animated show with a character that had that thick of a Scottish accent before. Yeah, I and, don't know. Uh, like, it's a cool subversion, though. That's the perfect word for it because they're all like sleek and elegant and like elfy, you know. But yeah, and then they're, yeah. they're like getting this Irish talk going. It's like you imagine that you associate it with it just from all the media that we've seen with dwarves, and so it's like a cool, like. Well, I've heard that. That's like, the right um, word. I've heard that there are like quite a few like Scottish and Irish people that don't like it that i totally get that always scott yeah i totally (laughs) get it too not that there's anything wrong with dwarves but it's just kind of weird to always like dwarves are scottish right and it's like Like when you play tnd not everybody wants to be a dwarf yeah totally but yeah i'm glad that you're watching it it's it's very i'm glad you finished it wow yeah i need to finish it too yeah i'm i loved it a lot and i'm sad that it's over Uh, okay last thing here (laughs) i watched the first i don't know couple episodes of a show called mech cadets because i was trying to like re duplicate my experience with dragon prince and i was like i'll watch more animated stuff on netflix it was actually pretty good it's like what was it called uh, mech cadets oh mech yeah mech cadets it was fun like the graphics were very unique it was like not quite anime like at all but it wasn't quite like cgi traditionally it was very different and i liked it it was cool man your ability to watch Lots and lots of TV is astounding. Like I said, I just have it on another screen while I'm doing other stuff all day. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. And so it's like but I'm it's not really still... like watching it, watching, but it's like there to the side. You know, I'm it's definitely there. consuming you, you know it. what's going on. Yeah. And when something gets exciting, I'm sure you look at it. Yeah. Sometimes I have to stop battle scenes and go back to the beginning and stuff because like I want to watch totally. them. You know, they spent a couple million dollars on that. I should probably <laughs> pay attention to it. Anyway, how has your week been? Tell me what you've been up to. I know it. Uh, uh, you've been booking hard because we haven't talked very much. But I know you've been working hard. I put up a Discord post a little bit ago. Maybe not everybody is listening right now saw it, but um, I decided to kind of like put social media posting on hold for a little bit. I might post a couple. I don't know. I might post a thing now and then, but not the volume that I was. Uh, the podcast is kind of on hold, you know, except for the Monday episodes, which will never stop. And the never. 
I think we'll probably end up recording our episode for Valor just because we don't want to totally lose our traction with Faithful and the Fallen. No, I feel really um, good with my <clears throat> level of understanding and my right, notes yeah, and, and I everything. I want to keep so reading wanna... Valor and stuff too. So you might be able to, ex you might expect a Valor episode this week. I don't know if we're going to have it a Friday episode, um, but yeah, for everybody listening, I am deep in edits for the book that got accepted by an agency and we're going to start shopping it to publishers in September and I need to get this done and it's um it is so much more work than i thought it's it is so much work it's it's very mentally draining it's physically draining um i haven't been sleeping as well as i probably could i've been drinking a lot of caffeine i have been exercising a lot though which yeah, has been really nice honestly like yeah i started um exercising a lot more like a couple a couple weeks ago and um because i was feeling like really anxious all the time and i just felt like weak and out of shape and like kind of just not great i was like what the hell is going on um no, so you I went to the your doctor. mind focused on one thing and like the brain really survives off of like yeah i, I went through like some different things and if you're just marinating it's just been a one, weird it's like month. hard it's been a weird month for me like it's been very surreal um I the bet. actual possibility that something that i'm writing might get published is very weird and it's been uh, it's been a, a kind of a whirlwind of a lot of different emotions um and but I went to uh, just for everybody listening, if you're, if you're curious or you're worried or anything, I went to the doctor, went got I got a full like metabolic blood panel and stuff, and everything's like right down the middle, no issues. I'm I'm cool. I'm just kind of out of shape, like you know what I mean. I just doctor's like, is there anything like, large and different that's happening in your life? Maybe about to accomplish like a lifelong goal for the first time? Maybe perhaps uh, to be yeah. judged by everyone? Hmm? Well, and he was just you know my doctor was just like, hey, um, I mean, maybe you should sleep and you know eat. <laughs> better and drink water and go outside and exercise right. and, and he, he also take care of yourself and he he wasn't just being like oh it's all in your head and you just go work out you idiot like right. that's not what he was doing but he was basically just like well what's going on like and i was just like ah, i don't know i'm just kind of in my room like hunched over a keyboard for like 12 hours a day and he was like ah, oh, that's probably not good man like maybe don't do that things regarding mental health can get far more complicated than that but if you're not getting those things totally, taken care of yeah. then like you should try that stuff for sure because it really does help right. <laughs> but yeah just like so everybody knows like i i am um, healthy but uh, yeah i've been working really really hard on this and man like my you could probably even hear it in my voice and chat you can probably even see it but i i'm just kind of my whole mental all of my mental capacity is just bent towards mm -hmm. putting this out and like the book is a book like i'm i'm proud of it like i i think i mean it was good enough to get accepted by an agency it was a um, good book when i read it three iterations ago yeah and right added and like got, twenty thousand words since then yeah i mean i have beta readers that are very excited about it like i'm i could probably put it out self-published like today and people would be stoked about it it would you know it would get its fair share of one and two star reviews people would be upset about certain whatever but like <laughs> so shitty to yourself eh, you know people would at least step out there to say they hated it you know so that's nice <laughs> <laughs> they would though they would and that'd be cool but like what i'm saying though is like while i'm well i've gotten this far uh, i want to make it a banger book like i yeah. want to when i when i submit final edits to a publisher if they if some if a publisher does want to publish me when i submit those final edits i want to be able to sit back and say i put everything i had into that you know what i mean like i, that, I maybe some people won't like it but i did the best i possibly could and i can walk away from that book knowing that i did that and i know if you're if you're an author and and you've put stuff out you're probably laughing to yourself and you're you're just like you'll never get to that point <laughs> like you'll you'll never actually feel like that but i want to get as close to that point as i possibly can i think that's a lofty goal and you know we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording today but uh, you were laughing making fun of yourself from other authors perspectives being like you'll never get there and i'm sure they're right definitely to a sense and but there's a point of like diminished returns and where it's like you're not actually getting it any better you're just like messing with minutiae <laughs> I mean, you know yeah i'm wondering like if there I'm is killing like yourself a, like a i wonder if there is kind of like a a threshold yeah where yeah. i actually have gotten it as good as it's going to be and then i keep working on it and make it worse yeah <laughs> oh, i'm even, sure like, that's the thing. i'm like not a competent enough author to know when i did it as good as it could be man but i've ruined so I'm, many I'm, poems because i've thought of new ways to rhyme schemes in the middle of them and then i've overfilled yeah. it next thing you know it's nothing but like syllable flipping and it's ridiculous and, yeah. <laughs> and like ruined no, yeah you know yeah um i'm i'm still i'm so confident about it uh, i'm still enjoying myself like i'm still having uh, very high mm. highs. I'm still going myself with the doctor, make sure I wasn't dying, but I'm still. Yeah, I had, to, I had to make sure I wasn't <laughs> dying, but yeah, I mean, 
uh, I think, I don't know, I think it was Bukowski that said, find what you love and let it kill you. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, but Literally, I'm not going to... that out. <laughs> I, I'm not going to let it kill me, but yeah, I'm still, you know, like I said, like the highs are still very high. Um, when I have something that's not quite working and I tweak it and it flows better, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's it's just like resetting little pieces to make the connection flow a little bit right. more it's like the way that i kind of look at it is it's like i've got this electrical current going through the book but then some of the parts of it are like these like frayed wires and i need to like <laughs> go in there and like kind of like retie them and like re-insulate them yeah, and make, this make more them pure. a better yeah make them a better connection and then the entire thing is like one long well-connected strand right. of electricity uh and so that's kind of like what I'm doing right now. It's like, and it's just like continuity stuff. Like, you know, it's nighttime when they walk into a place and then at the end of the chapter, it's like the middle of the day for some reason. So I got to like figure all that out and like just blocking and that stuff is all so that important. kind of stuff. I was yeah, watching a, um, yeah. a show earlier today where someone walks, they're like in a group of people and they were like, okay, well, I'm going to go home now. And I knew that a scary scene in the forest of her walking home was about to happen. And all of a sudden it was night and the next scene, it totally took me out. And I was just like, yeah, why is it night? And it's like, fully dark it's not the kind of thing that would ruin a story but no. it's like it's if you can fix it like you should probably right. fix it, you know like that's like what i'm trying to do right now so uh yeah i'm i'm very excited just to have it be a thing that man i'm so excited for people to read it like yeah. i really am like i know that's i'm talking good. about that's it so much time. and i am gonna move on to some other stuff that i've been doing this week i'm not worried so much for your health because you have effie right there and i'm sure that she'll be like okay now we're getting to the point where like we're messing with commas too much and it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah totally yeah she's been reading it a lot she's a, she's she's irreplaceable but i have been reading a decent amount this week actually so um i haven't finished anything but i'm almost done i've got like 50 pages left in uh, Fool's Errand, which is book one in the Tawny Man trilogy by Robin Hobb. It's a long book. It's a very long book, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Fitz is a little bit older. The Fool is interesting in this book. Like, there's some really hmm. this. It, it is a lot more about like um, the old blood, the witted. Uh, people that have read the Farseer trilogy would know, uh, and Last Ship to a certain extent would know uh, what I'm talking about. But it's just. It's very, very good. I love Robin Hobb. Um, I don't think I'm going to continue with Realm of the Elderlings until next year. There's some other stuff I want to get to. Um, but just because it's so dense. Yeah, and I just I want to read Night Angel. I want to read Gormenghast. Uh, there's just some other stuff I really want to get to. Um, yeah. So I don't want to like read. You know, and these books are long. Like, the, yeah. <laughs> like the next, they're like mass market paperbacks. So they're they're like deceptively. They look. They look a lot shorter than they actually are, but the pages are like Bible pages and yeah. the font is pretty small. And, and they're Robin Hobbs, yeah. so they're kind of like, you know, it's like the the meat is they're extra dense. thick cut, you yeah, know, it's, totally. it's dense. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really liking that. Um, almost done also with From a Buick 8 by Stephen King, which is, I don't know, it's like pretty right down the middle for me. For It's definitely not bad. The narrative structure is pretty interesting. It's like kind of like bounces back and forth from past to present. That's cool. It's like about this uh, police troop in Western Pennsylvania who finds like a very mysterious car that's like not really a car. And I don't want to give too much away, but like really weird stuff is happening. They like put it in like a shed basically. And like the things that they describe happening around this car are very, very strange. Um, and I think there's some Dark Tower connection here, um, kind of in the same way that maybe like the mist and like the Todash space and stuff is. Okay, chimes I, I and think, stuff. Yeah, I think that that is playing a part, but it's good. The writing is good. Obviously, it's, I mean, it's King. I don't know. I just feel like it probably could have been like a novella, a short story. Like it's pretty, mm. it's like, it's like pretty freaking long, man. Like for like this, like one idea. Definitely could have picked a cooler title. I think it's uh, it's a play on a Bob Dylan song. Oh, I'm just um, not cool enough for the title. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a reason he called it that. Yeah, I mean Stephen King is like kind of a music nerd too. Um, so there's always like you know there's like Springsteen songs and all of right. this stuff and and everything. But um, yeah, I mean I, I like it. It's it's I think I've just kind of read like all the really good Stephen King books and sometimes I, I read like you know it, off the top of your head. Like, 40 something wow. like like 42 you only got like or something 20 like left to go right yeah i mean like i count the short story collections that i haven't read every single short story collection in though so if you oh, don't count right. those i've probably read like 
37 I'd count like years, books, but a lot yeah not like every yeah, story I, he's ever messed yeah, with you know well i don't i don't count the stories but like i count like the short story so i can i would count like skeleton crew or nightmares and dreamscapes even though i haven't read like every single one of those short stories but i have read most of them but yeah i guess i didn't like technically read the entire book but <laughs> so yeah i guess uh, but it's not like really, it's not technically an entire book. So right, it's right. Like, I don't know. It's weird. If you've read like a couple, read like 40% of his short story book, nah, you can check it off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, I have a weird way of saying I've, I've read stuff. But uh, yeah, I've read a lot of Stephen King and like, I don't know. There's a few, like I've heard, I mean, like Gerald's Game is supposed to be really awesome. Uh, Dolores Claiborne is another one that people swear by. So um, I still haven't read Needful Things. And apparently that one is really great. But there's like a Rick and Morty episode that totally ripped off Needful Things and totally sent it up. And now I can't take <laughs> Needful Things seriously. Because like, <laughs> like Rick is just in the store like, oh, this is just Needful Things. And he's just making fun of this obvious like demon salesman who's trying to sell like a haunted lamp to someone that only lights the way when they have an association now some crazy yeah but I, I'll, I'll still read needful things at some point i'm definitely gonna read holly when it comes out later in september it's so cool that he's still pumping out books it's so awesome i think it's more impressive that like no, I don't think it's impressive so much as I think it's really cool that he hasn't gotten sick of it, meaning the amount that you can get better at it is like a never ending thing. Right. When you get the best at something, it's like eh, you get bored of it quickly. But like this has kept his brain tr like on the edge of its ability level for Hell so yeah. long because yeah. the topic is so vast and you can continuously get better at it, which I think is a really cool thing and worthy of a lifelong pursuit, you know. Yeah, I think I can't remember if it was in on writing or like a different interview that I read with him, but he said something to the effect of, you know, people ask me how often I write and I say I write every day except for Christmas and my anniversary or something like that. But then he in the book, he said, and when I say that, I'm actually lying. So they don't think I'm crazy because I do still write on, on my anniversary and on Christmas, <laughs> you know, like he writes every single day. Um, wow. That's one of the things like that. I'm trying to do right now too. And like, I'm sure a lot of people listening are struggling with it at some point, or maybe you haven't been, um, but just like their relationship with writing, um, you know, it's, I, it used to be a lot worse for me. Like I used to go like weeks without writing. Now I hardly go a day without it. And it's been a while since I've gone a day without it in some capacity. Like I write a lot in my notes app or I write a lot of stuff down on notepads or whatever but i am doing some form every day and i feel like i'm getting much better for it you know it is a skill just like anything else yeah i had a um period of my life and i still do it but not as frequently but for from like 20 well probably like 18 to 26 or so when i would get off of work every day i'd write between 4 to 16 bars of a poem or like a hip-hop song and wow. i would just like just as like a way to de-stress after work and most of it wasn't like he's telling a deep story it was just like fun hype lyrics just like yeah, having fun totally. and man you really i got a lot more skilled at it like a lot yeah, more just yeah. from a little bit every day you know it's incredible how, what a, a lot of littles can do yeah especially when i've got all these authors to take inspiration from you know like i feel like the amount of reading that I've done has really helped a lot of at least like my flow and, you know, just word choice and, and different uh, like where to start chapters and where to end chapters and stuff like that. I've like taken a lot of inspiration from like observing stuff, you know? Totally. Yeah. I would definitely agree that it helps though. I will say that like a reader does not a writer make by any means, you know, it helps a ton, but I think more helpful. I mean, definitely your amount of books that you've read has been very, very helpful, but oh, yeah. you've been oh, like, actively reading them and that you've been reviewing them for the last year or two. And I think that's really like put on hyperdrive, the amount of value you get for your authoring out of your reading. Maybe, Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, a reader does not a writer make, but uh, you will not, you, you will not be a good writer unless you read. Yes. Like you will <laughs> Agreed. not. Like you, like I've unless seen. Unless you have a ghostwriter. Yeah. That, yep. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Let's go. Like, but I, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just you kidding. You could not. I'm, <laughs> and you would be the worst person to work with. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, it'd be terrible. You couldn't even do worst. it though, because like, yeah, you, no. you'd want it to be by you. You could do it better. I'd want to do it could. myself. Yeah, I couldn't relinquish that much control. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other other than uh, so yeah, Fool's Aaron reading from a viewer gate. Um, I haven't been reading Valor, but we did get to the halfway point on that, and we'll be recording that so that we can keep going with Valor. Really um, loving man. that. Yeah, Valor really kind of started sewing some stuff together, and I'm really happy with where we're at in the Same. Faithful and the Fallen right now. The first like. 
seven or eight hundred pages of that series i was on board but i was definitely like man it'd be really cool if some of this got a little buttoned up and kind of smashed together and it certainly starts to yeah. like soon and it had yeah, some those battle sequences trimmed up freaking dude those those fight sequences <laughs> are very good they're top notch you know like some of the um you know the descriptions are like yeah they're average like there's, there's some like fairly average like parts of some of these books but they're they're, they're the the fight scenes and the descriptions and mm -hmm. like oh man his like, ability damn. to like like control the angle at which you're seeing the war from you know you like the distance yeah. from it like you'll kind of see out so you can get that full strategy capture and then you'll zoom in so you're just like one-on-one -on -one in the blood and the guts and feeling it with like the soldier in the shield wall and that's a that's a really hard thing to do that's and good. he kills it I can totally see why Faithful in the Fallen is so popular. Yeah. Like it it 100% makes sense. Yep. Like I don't know if it's like I don't think it's going to go down in history as like one of my favorite fantasy nope. series. It could because we still have two and a half books left. Yeah, yeah. It very well could. Um where I'm sitting now like it's it it's still be feels like read. some other stuff that I've read, you know? Like it's still in there. Oh, it doesn't like... get high ranks for uniqueness. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. There's some stuff in there though. Uh, Iron Gold. I think we talked about that enough uh, already, but yeah, that's another thing that I really, I think after this episode, actually, I might take a break from writing and just sit with that for a little bit. Cause... It's so funny you should say that. I was literally thinking like, man, I think after I get done editing this, I'm going to read that. I'm excited yeah, to see where I that goes. Of, I want to read some Pierce Brown. Yeah. yeah I've just been kind of, um, but like I said, like episodes past, you know, I've just been doing so much um, like re editing and just my brain is just turn turn to butter at this point so um <laughs> yeah. i have been i have been <laughs> watching like to to kind of like chill out a little bit i've been like watching tv and um like playing i started no, i didn't start playing but like i'm playing breath of the wild again oh nice that, that game just centers the hell out i was of gonna me. reach like, through just... the camera and slap you if you mentioned if it was like a uh dark souls game or something like I mean, no, you don't need no, more I'm, stress no, in your I'm, life <laughs> well i really want to play Baldur's gate 3 apparently it's freaking amazing but like i don't have a pc or a ps5 so i can't play it until like next year but that i don't want to talk about that right now it because it's awesome. just it's just gonna make me it's just gonna make me annoyed everybody that's listening that's playing Baldur's <laughs> gate 3 i hope you're having a good time and i'm totally not saying that in a sarcastic way <laughs> yeah. like i i really hope you're having fun I with it seriously I totally wish you not, all the best <laughs> i seriously hope that it's the best game you've ever played like i'm, I'm seriously so happy for sin you sincerely hope that um <laughs> but uh yeah i've been i've been watching uh bob's burgers a lot lately How is that dude this show is so freaking good i've been like, told so damn. many times to watch like, that show man bob's burgers okay so i'm still watching a little bit of how i met your mother but i kind of burned myself out on it because it was because i was so excited about it and then it was just like okay i gotta yeah I gotta put ted Mosby you can only drink so much for a little bit yeah, I mean, like, man, Ted Mosby is really frustrating. Like, that is one <laughs> of the most frustrating characters in the series I've ever watched. But, um, so I've been, like, playing Breath of the Wild, and I've got, like, Boz Burgers on. And, like, that's a nice little entertainment cocoon if anybody wants to try that cocktail. You know, like, that's a very good combination of what, entertainment. Compare like, it to a comedy. Boz Burgers? Yeah, like, what sort of style of comedy is it? I don't know. Is it, like, man, Archer? Because like, I, I just think because it's the same no. guy who has the voice. Oh, does H. John Benjamin do Archer's voice too? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's how I know okay, the yeah, of Bob's yeah. Burgers. Um, I, I mean, Archer is, it's not like Archer. Okay, <laughs> Archer. I mean, I guess I don't know, but like Bob's Burgers is very like wholesome. You okay. know, it's uh, it's like if this is not the best comparison, but it's I mean, it's like The Simpsons, but like in a restaurant. Oh, you know what I mean. So there's like a, is it? It's like that dynamic, but it's the humor is a lot different, okay. obviously. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's not like, I don't know. I don't even know how to critique humor <laughs> really, but I don't know. There's, there is just like such a wholesomeness to it. Like there's like, they all love each other. It's in this like cute burger restaurant and it's all, it all takes place on like a, like a wharf, you know what I mean? Like a, like a pier kind of situation, like the neighborhood, you know? And, and like the mom is super funny. The kids are really funny. Bob is really funny. The supporting characters are funny. Uh, one thing I will say about Boss Burgers, though, and maybe if you're listening, you might you might agree with me here. That show is all over the place. Like like the episodes, they're very it's very fast paced. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's kind of like um, Futurama fast paced. You know what I mean? Where if you if you're not really paying attention to it, you might miss a joke here and there. Uh, okay. You know? So like like with Futurama, like if you're not sitting and watching it, like you're gonna miss jokes because they like litter a lot of jokes in that are mostly visual. Yeah, you know? and there's like, like hurling jokes like handfuls at you and seeing what sticks. It's just been 
I know, and I haven't really like been binging it or anything, but yeah, that's just been kind of like my my little escape lately has just been like watching some. And I started in season one, and there's like 13 seasons. Yeah, that's <laughs> always so nice. Much, there's so much Boz Burgers, but uh, yeah, like it's a lot of like shouting. You know, it's like a shouting can be it's like a It's like a really, really, really wholesome animated it's always sunny in philadelphia oh. in a burger spot instead of a bar i guess okay like you know because in you i know, love always, the first couple seasons of always sunny man that was so fun man that show i can't watch more than like one episode a week of it's always oh, sunny yeah. in philadelphia it's a little like, overwhelming gosh man like it's just like everyone is constantly screaming at each other in yeah, that yeah. show like it's so much it's, it's really like funny function at its like, highest um but yeah that's that's about it i mean i don't want to like uh, rant too long about writing because I did that in the last couple um, episodes but just like rest assured everybody um, after this week hopefully we'll kind of get a little bit more back on track with stuff I'll be posting a lot more on Instagram and TikTok and stuff and um, oh thanks to all the new Discord members too I made a post about the Discord and we got like 400 members in I there was overnight. wondering what happened the other yeah. day because I was like man yeah. what is this place is lighting up yeah, it's because I made a post and I was I, ba I basically was just like, this is a Discord, everybody should jump good, in here. Good. And a lot it's of people like the did. best. Yeah, the Discord is great. And um, it was already an amazing community. I'm sure it's going to continue to be an amazing community. I really love talking to people in there when I have time. It's um, it's really awesome to hear from y'all in there. And if I don't get back to you at a timely manner, I'm trying my best. Uh, it's just I've got a bunch of different things. Yeah, same. Uh, social, social things I'm like juggling right now. Same. It makes your heart sing, though, when you log in and you see people asking us to add things like new channels so they can do certain yeah, things like book yeah. fairy things it's like they're growing the community extracurricularly from evan and i and that's so totally. awesome because the amount of value you guys can give each other is so much more than just evan and i you know and we're so happy to do it but yeah like so i'm gonna turn in these edits on thursday i told my agent that they would be ready on thursday so you might not hear from me for a few days but after that i think i'll have like a little bit of time between then and when i get submission edits back if a publisher wants me to be on their roster or whatever uh so i should be able to get kind of back on track with different social media stuff and um maybe get my sleep schedule back in order and everything but yeah again i know i say this on every episode but seriously everybody thank you for the encouragement and the understanding and just like not being the kind of audience and and following and community that's like super demanding of content and super demanding of my time like i want to give you as much quality content as i possibly can and i know that chad does too but you know we are just like two dudes and <laughs> we don't we don't have a team like at all like, we've Absolutely. Got, like a, we, we we really don't like you are our team like you people like, that are engaging and listening and communicating with us and stuff like you are the book reviews kill team so um you know and i i personally have a tendency to bite off maybe a little bit more than i can chew a lot of the time <laughs> i'm an unfailing optimist i know chad's like, like an enabler <laughs> i always just think i can just get accomplished so much I'm like oh definitely i can do that 100 percent here for it and then it's like no man you literally cannot do that but that's okay i yeah. feel like i know that you when you show up you know there's a season for everything and there was a season i don't know six months ago when we were doing the tv show things with uh the Lord of the Rings stuff and the House of Dragons, where it's like we're doing like four or five episodes a week. So there's a season for everything in my mind. Is as long as when you know we show up, we give it our allsies and and give uh bring our book hearts to the table. I think we're uh, we're just fine, and I know that you do uh, to your darndest, as do I. Oh so. yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean the Monday Everyone episode. The, the Monday episode will always happen. Yeah, it's too much fun. We will always do the Monday episode. Like if 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 anything happens. With Chad and I will we'll, I'll record the Monday episode on my phone and post it on Monday. Like we will always, unless like both of us are really sick, like dead sick. Because like, yeah. we have had to cancel a couple Monday episodes, but they've been we've been pretty consistent. Pretty really good, yeah. On the ones the, that you yeah. haven't, I've been able to solo some, and then you've done totally, some. Like we've yeah. been able to yeah. keep the balls rolling. I really want to get back to the tail though. That I'm excited to get. Back I know. To. Yeah, we. I think we should be. We might be able to. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. We're not going to yeah. kill ourselves. Yeah. We're not going to kill ourselves. No, totally. But yeah, uh, that's that's a uh, that's all I did this week. Everybody, again, you're awesome. Um, let's hit over. Let's head over to the fictional fun fact and then wrap it up. Let's do it. Okay, so super not creepy at all. Bookish fun fact for the day: there are four law books bound in human skin at the Harvard University Library. This is called 
anthropodermic bibliopegy is the term which is giving <laughs> i like draw little dashes between like all the syllables Let's see if i can say it a little bit more a smoother anthropodermic bibliopegy anthropodermic <laughs> anthropodermic bibliopegy is the term given that's way better anthropoporm oh we lost it oh <laughs> anthropodermic Anthropodermic bibliopegy is the term given to binding books in human skin. Most of these books are medical books or written in the medical niche because doctors write on what they have access to, and that just so happens to be human skin. So, yeah, we've got a lot of really creepy medical books out there written in human skin, and apparently Harvard still keeps four of them. I'm not sure if they like allow you to like take those out, loners. But I doubt it. Well, so, so I think that, you know, as interesting as this fun fact is, as creepy as this fun fact is, I feel like I have to ask, right? Like, would you be cool <laughs> with a book being printed on? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have to be the... <laughs> you answered that so fast. Okay. Let's my, hear why. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> we have this sacred thing towards the bodies and I could be totally wrong on this. And there's like some deeper thing I'm just totally not understanding. But like, I feel like when I die, the light leaves my eyes. Uh, and I still from my body, it's like, dude, I don't want to be like a nuisance. Whatever is like cheapest, just like give me out. And if you can make me into a book that like teaches people yeah. like full of like rhymes on how to not be bullies or something and teaches kids to be nicer. Like that seems like a way better use of my corpse than like putting it in a box in some like prime real estate only to like be flooded and like send my half decayed corpse like floating into some kids gymnasium or something a decade <laughs> later fuck? you know because yeah, i put it in this fair. box that like preserved it like what anyway <laughs> yes i would love a book being printed on me <laughs> now the other question too Wait, is, would you would you well i think yeah i'd be cool with it yeah okay i mean I don't, yeah I'm what sort of book would you mind. want um i don't know maybe reprint something i really liked like, okay like, like your book or is that a little too arrogant no that's yeah that's not gonna happen but uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, maybe something that I really loved, but then it's kind of weird because like, it, it, it begs the, the next question, which is, would you buy a book of human skin? Like, would, mm. you, would you handle that? Like, because now not you're alive, unless, now you're handling something. Like, yeah, not unless it contained information where it was like the only place that I could get that information. You know, if there's like a... Like how to summon demons. Yeah, if there's like a paper one available, <laughs> like, I think I'm going to shoot for that. <laughs> <You know? there> are, <laughs> Mass market paperback, yeah. human skin. Like how much book can one human even produce? Probably a lot. I mean, skin is, yeah. Yeah, skin but like, pretty valuable. In pageable chunks, like my hand certainly yeah, you not probably, have Yeah, you can do like a 300 page. I don't know. It depends on how it was manufactured, I suppose. Maybe for, yeah, for holes. I wonder what part skin? makes the best pages. Probably I don't know enough. I don't know. If, I don't know enough about skin or the printing process <laughs> to no. like answer that. I wonder question. how it holds ink. Oh, I wonder, it's like tattooing. They would tattoo a book. Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, totally. I wonder if that's how they got that. That's probably not how they got their idea, Chad. <laughs> the skin is like way different after you die than when you're alive. So I feel like you'd have to like cure it or something. And like keep it oiled, I would think. I wonder yeah, if you can cure be... it just like you would like horse leather and stuff. All right. So this is the last question of the podcast because it has <laughs> to be. This has to be. <laughs> if, if we've lost you already, uh, yes. we'll see you on the next episode, hopefully. Uh, but okay. So I've asked this of my friends before. And I, I feel like it's an interesting question. It's also kind of a gross question. But here's 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 what I want to know. Okay. So if you went to a restaurant and at that restaurant, they were like, okay, so uh, we have a dish. It's an extremely small dish. It's just one bite. But this person volunteered, consented to let people try human meat from their body. And it's totally, totally cool. Like they said, it's fine. You're saying it's fine. You can sign a waiver if you want to. So everybody's sure. on the up and up, but just would you try it? 100% no. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean towards no, too. No, no. Once a cannibal, <laughs> always a cannibal, man. Like, is there any, I, like, well, oh, I like, know. I don't think there's any amount where it's like, well, you have to eat over a human leg in order to be a cannibal forever. <laughs> yeah, it's I like, mean, no, guess, dude, yeah. I think once one bite fully swallowed, <laughs> you're a cannibal. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm really down to try pretty much any food, yeah. but I don't consider that. I just, yeah, I think I just have no interest in seeing what that is, like, at, at all. Yeah. Even if it was totally above board, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of people that would say yes, that would answer in the affirmative, but like there's just so many ideas, there's so many reasons why I should like readily not do that thing, right? Like besides the fact that like 
we want to definitely as a species stay as far away as possible from like the idea of like ever getting close to like it's a good thing to eat each other like no and then like medically you can get like some weird brain things i think i have to eat quite a bit of human meat in order to quite a bit have you Uh, read uh tender is the flesh by agostina besterica no i haven't (laughs) you should read that book or maybe you shouldn't actually i read uh, a book about uh maybe it was a rugby team or something that crashed on a mountain so they had to eat each other a few of them you know isn't that into thin air it might have been into thin air yep that sounds like it was yeah, I think that was. They that made a movie out of it. It was yeah. a big thing. I think it's yeah, in the air. Man, that, what a... Now, what a there, that's a different question. Though. I might just save my life. Um, I can't answer that question because I've never been in that situation. Yeah. You know, it's like really difficult. Like, I, I like to think... But I mean, like, obviously, this is the point of these questions. Like, nobody's ever... Like... That's true. Yeah, no, yeah, no restaurant is going to be like, hey, yeah. by the if way... If you could have like... one sort of fountain drink come out of your forefinger, what would it be like? Oh, yeah, I've yeah. never uh, had that happen, so I can't... <laughs> That is a good question, though. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really good question. If you could have like an unlimited supply of it, yeah, yeah, like Like, just coming out of one finger, what would you pick? You know, like cold and like perfect. Yeah, would would you be wixy sour? Like, would you be lame and go for water? Like, obviously, and be like the desert killer. You know, water would be pretty cool. Would be really good. But what about like? Could you do like a like a um, like a slushy or something? You know, where it's like a fruit smoothie, nutritious. Because like water is like the obvious. I love water. I know it's like the obvious answer, but. Man, I really like Coke Zero. Really, Coke Zero. I, I definitely wouldn't choose Coke Zero. Maybe whiskey sour or something. Zero. Just be kind of wasted all the time. Yeah, I mean, you would be. You would be for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no way I'd like not be sipping on that thing in the morning if it was my finger. You know. I don't know. Um, maybe. Ah, I really like grape juice. Oh, some grape drink. Yeah, grape juice is grape juice is really good. It is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know what I don't like? Sunny Delight. I've never liked it in my whole life. Ugh. I've never liked Sunny Delight. Yeah, I, it tastes like chalk. Like it tastes terrible. It's really I don't bad. know. It's 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 not refreshing. It doesn't taste good. Nope. It tastes like like it's sticky. Yeah, like it's yeah. sticky when you drink it. It tastes like the like, concentrated something like medicine that you would like water down for kids to like help their teeth grow calcium or something. Do you ever have to take those little pink pills for your teeth? Those things are the worst. I don't man. think so. Oh, I, drink, like, I took Flintstones vitamins. Oh man, those were popular back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. My parents were cool. Those were a big deal. They hooked it up. <laughs> hooked it up. You know, what? my brother Vaughn. You know Vaughn. Oh yes, I love Vaughn. One of his favorite drinks is YooHoo. Tell me about the YooHoo. That name is familiar, but I don't. It's like chocolate water. Huh. It's not chocolate milk. It's chocolate drink. Like it's. Mm. It's like and I th- it's weird. Chocolate like, is like Vaughn loves it. So dairy to me. I can't make it a water thing. You know. No, that's but weird. It, but I do make hot chocolate with water, so maybe I'm stupid. Yeah, maybe the dairy's <laughs> in the powder or judging. something. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was just—it's weird. Like Vaughn, Vaughn loves a YooHoo. That's how you know twins don't always just love the same stuff. You know, that's a myth. Like right. I don't like YooHoo. Vaughn, Vaughn also weird thing about me and Vaughn. Vaughn loves black licorice. Oh wow! Those there's there's two types of people, man. People who like black licorice and those who don't. So weird. I, I don't get it at all. You're eating a tire. It's the worst thing ever. Like that and is like, so. Have you ever had it salted like or even worse, double like, salted black licorice? It's like the sort of candy for, in my opinion, I don't know. It's like 95 year olds who can taste like nothing else. So their candy has to just like punch them in the face. But imagine black licorice. And then make it like you're taking a teaspoon of salt with it. It's awful. I don't get it. Man. Yeah, like normal like, licorice just, is like a eh. yeah, black licorice is so weird to me. Like I just and Vaughn just Vaughn will eat like handfuls. He loves it. Like he, I don't. And we're twins, so yeah. Again, to to dispel the myth that twins like the same stuff. Man, like, that's interesting. No. Like we we. We do, we do like a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> right. That is, I mean, like, what's uh, Vaughn and I actually went to a Japanese restaurant, uh, like, last week. And um, he had been there before, but I hadn't. And so he ordered all this stuff. It's like this big spread. It was, like, karage and, like, just, like, mm. all, all kinds of different stuff. Is where they cook and, it in front of you? No, no. Uh, but it was just, like, this cool little, like, pop-up Japanese restaurant in downtown Portland. It's open pretty late. He ordered all this stuff. And then I just told 
the the server i was just like dude like everything he just ordered i want it and the server was like <laughs> server was like this is weird you guys look really similar too and i was like no it's just because i haven't been here and he has and that all sounded good like it can right be, he nailed it it. Can, <laughs> it can just be that like it's not because we're twins but then because we're twins it's now it's weird you know what i mean <laughs> right right <laughs> like oh my god you guys are like the no, same listen, person you're like no it's a perfectly no, reasonable are. thing that i just I did a actually logical reason for doing this <laughs> It was really good though. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You know, what I was just thinking we'll we'll wrap with this ridiculous thought because we are yeah. far off track. But um, have you ever? I wonder what like a cup of Capri Sun would taste like. You know, because it's always in those little patches that never quite quench your thirst. You just like in one gulp, and then it's like, mm, I want more. But if you have a whole glass, I mean, do you think that? Do you think that the, nice. the silver packaging augments the taste? No, of the... but like it certainly augments the experience. Yeah, like if you've never maybe. sipped upon a Capri Sun. Oh yeah, man. I, mean, I used to rock Capri Suns all the time. Yeah, it's like so. you just like blast it in your mouth and to, you're on the go. You know, it's like, like you never... those are like bags of candy. Yeah, like those, I can't believe my parents were just like, yeah, get them a box of those things. That's fine. Yeah, like, what sort of metal is that? I wonder how much like metal they go through. <laughs> what ridiculous packaging? I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> like the amount of sugar that I ingested as a child. <laughs> like, it's oh man, ridiculous. everything that we had. It's hard to get away from it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and like, I'm not like knocking my parents or any parents. Like, I bet having children is <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> like, and I bet you just like buy stuff, you know, and you want, I mean, a little sugar is like fine now and then, obviously, but like, it's just weird, like, thinking about it, like the amount of candy that I ate and candy to like a seven year old, like, is drugs, you know, it's like you can actually get oh, for like, sure. such a sugar rush from it. And um, I ate a lot of it. It's remarkable like, I don't have diabetes. And like I still eat a, you eat lot, a lot of, of candy. You eat a ton yeah, of candy. I love candy. But I mean, okay, so I'm very particular with my candy though. It's like I'm not eating, I think big killers are gummies and like things that are hard and sticky, like a jelly rancher that's gonna wreck your teeth. I'm really into like caramel, peanut butter, and chocolate. All but things I mean, that if melt it's got the in same your mouth. sugar content, like it's the same amount of bad for you. Like, oh, oh yeah, but as far as like, medium. you know, diabetes is concerned, you're not wrong yet for sure. But like, as far as like <laughs> okay, my teeth are concerned, you know, oh, it's like not I getting think. stuck. It like melts off that, you know, which is nice. So right. that's, uh, I feel like I've chosen well as far as my candy game is concerned. But I mean, so does the heroin junkie, I'm sure. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> my drug like, is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I bought a bag of Jolly Ranchers the other day. And They're great. I, was, I do like a Jolly Rancher. I, I really do. That's why I bought a bag of them, but I hadn't bought any for a while. And I, um, so I open up the bag and I grab one, I unwrap it, I put it in my mouth, and I was like, holy shit, this is just sugar. Like, this is, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, it is cement. <laughs> like, I, like, I might as well have just scooped a, like a spoonful <laughs> of literal sugar yeah. and just put it in my mouth. And because, man, like, it tasted so good. Because when I bought it, I was like, I want something to, I want like candy while I'm reading. You know what I mean? Because having something to snack on while you're reading is so great. Right. Um, and, and chocolate, it, it, man, you really burn through a pile real yeah, fast. Yeah, and chocolate's not great, too, because you get smudges. You get little smudges. Oh, yeah, yeah. My books uh, have suffered that for sure. Yeah, but with hard candy, you know, you just pop it in your mouth. You just suck on it. You're good. That's true. You know, you're good for a while. But that bag of Jolly Ranchers is still sitting very much full on my, my side table and my reading nook because damn like that's just it's <laughs> just so gonna be much. there for you should get a bag of like those uh worthers that like your grandpa always had in the little like bowl you know to keep them company okay so um i bought a bag of worthers it was oh over um so it was over um, what are you 85 dude, seriously I could, it was over um, handing them out to kids got some in my coat pocket right now <laughs> it was during like the covid lockdowns and um like I went to the grocery store and for some reason, like in my mind, I was like, I need a candy that, <laughs> that like I like, but that I don't love it. Cause I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go to the store. It was, like my, my reasoning behind it seemed so sound. I don't want to eat it too fast. So I can't like it too much. Right, exactly. <laughs> so like, and then I like saw these worthers and I was like, okay, like they're like sugar free. I can, they probably taste really good. They're basically I, healthy. Yeah. So I like, so I like brought them home. I had one worthers and then I threw the back away because I was like, wow, <laughs> these taste terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> like a little hunk of molasses. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember cream savers? Those were like, really good. I really like cream savers. Cream savers are great. Oh, they're yeah. great. I thought you were going to go the other way with that. I was like, no, oh, man, no, I love they're those. really good. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. They're great. Do they still have cream savers? I I guess. I'm pretty sure. I wonder if I can buy like a bag of them on Amazon. I can buy a bag of them on oh, Amazon. I bet you can go down to the store and buy a bag of them. 
<laughs> I've seen them. Maybe. Well, oh, you're just not whoa. in like the old person section. Five dollars for a bag. Jeez. Wow. Wow, that's a lot for like a bag yeah, of candy. Like a lot. It was Amazon. Fine. No. All right, that's gonna do it for us today, everybody. We have uh, <laughs> we have devolved into hard candy conversations. Hey, but so. you know, we are good, pretty consistent in our trails. We always end at food somehow. Man, I love food. I think I'm gonna go. Man, I love food. I had a chimichanga today. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> like, Dude, chimichangas are delicious. So, what are you yeah, talking it's like about? 105 degrees outside. I'm like yeah, sitting, okay, like eating whack. like this, like piping hot chimichanga. Sometimes you need some hot food though. You it know? was good. It was really good. Yeah. Not but bad. anyway, I love all right. So uh, that's it. That's it. Oh the right, week, we're finishing. Done. Right, we're done, everybody. Uh, thank you so much, seriously, for listening to the Monday episode. All the encouragement. All the love. Please uh, go check out our Discord. There's 2,000 people in there. They're all having like a great time. And like 400 more, apparently. Yep. Uh, please go uh, check out our Patreon. Please, please, please. It helps out so much. I know it's a little robotic at the beginning of the episode, but like three bucks a month from a decent amount of you really seriously helps me and chat out so much. You guys showed up and forced this last week in regards to the Patreon and just, man, it really... Really meant a lot to both Evan and I, so thank you so much. I know it's so corny, but like the cost of a cup of coffee a month, and Chad and I can like not have to work other jobs. <laughs> so Do this it's more like and like feed ourselves. Hey. Yeah, it's really <laughs> hey, feed ourselves. But anyway, uh, everybody, seriously, thank you so much for listening. We will try our very best to have the episode for Valor out this week and uh, the next chapter in the tale, and hopefully maybe a Friday episode. But I can't guarantee anything. You know, All the juicy things. Everybody, hope you have an awesome rest of your day, and of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.